yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. And of course, I'm your host, Coach Luke. How's everybody doing out there in basketball world? I'm telling you that NBA is warming up, man. Everybody's in training camp. And I'm so, so excited about this upcoming season. Well, let's get into episode 61, people. Episode 61. The name of episode 61 is Front Runner. The name of episode 61, people, is Front Runner. But before we get into episode 61, you know what we always got to do. We got to pay those bills. And when we start to pay those bills, we got to tap in. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hey, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Setting off episode 61, people. Coming out of that OKC building. All right, there's rumblings going on with Chris Paul. Well, as you know, Chris Paul really wants to get out of the OKC building, but he's being a good soldier. He was at media day, taking pictures, talking to the media, et cetera, et cetera. But behind the scenes, his representation is moving extremely fast to move Chris Paul out of the OKC building before the season. And as I told you before on the podcast before that, Chris Paul really wants to be in a place where he feels comfortable and that he feels comfortable that the team has a solid chance of winning and not a team that's trying to rebuild like the OKC Thunder. And of course, we all know OKC is in a rebuilding stage. They're trying to unload a lot of their veterans. They're building with the youth movement, the young players, and a lot of teams are building with the youth movement. A lot of teams are, um, you know, a lot of teams are really just, you know, getting younger, you know, uh, looking at the tea leaves, trying to build their team in a youthful movement. But Chris Paul is not a player right now at this stage of his career that wants to have any part of that. And so he really wants to be moved ASAP or as soon as he possibly can. And right now we're getting some rumblings, man. The Miami Heat are very interested in one Chris Paul. Okay, now the deal hasn't been done, but there are real heated talks going on with Pat Riley, all right, and the Miami Heat and the OKC Thunder for Chris Paul's services. And I really believe in the next four to five days, this thing will be done. Okay, it's right now, it's not done, it's still premature, all right, but of course, at All Things Basketball Podcast, we break that news, baby. We break that news, and so don't be surprised within the next five or six days, Chris Paul will be wearing a Miami Heat uniform. Right now, it's tentative, like I said, but he's he's trying to get a situation with the Miami Heat, and his representation and Pat Riley are sitting down every single day as we speak. Now, the proposed trade will be Chris Paul, all right, in the 2020 um in a 2020 draft pick, which will be next draft coming up, all right? It'll be a second-round 2020 draft pick for um, Goran Dragic and Kelly Olenek, all right? And that's the trade that they're trying to put together 
And of course, you know, at the end of the day, when the trade is finalized, there might be some more pieces. There might be some more draft picks and there might be some more players involved. But that's the trade that's being talked about. And they've been talking about this trade for the last three or four days. Chris Paul's representation and Pat Riley and the Miami Heat representation. And so don't be surprised if Chris Paul will be wearing a Miami Heat uniform. And Chris Paul has still got, like I always say, three or four good, strong years in him. And, of course, you know um, Jimmy Butler is over there with the Miami Heat. And the rest of the nucleus is pretty, pretty young. And so, you know, that's a start. And Miami is starting to make some quiet moves in that Eastern Conference, man. They're starting to build quietly. They're not, they're not making big, big moves, big media moves. But quietly, they're making a whole lot of moves. They just signed Eric Spolstra, who's an excellent, excellent coach, to a long-term deal. I don't know what took them so, so long to do that. Eric Spolstra has got to be in the top five uh, coaches in the league, period. A lot of people think that LeBron James really boasted Eric Spolstra, but I think it was both ways. Eric Spolstra helped LeBron, and LeBron helped Eric Spolstra. But I tell you, getting kind of getting off, we're talking about Chris Paul. And so we should see Chris Paul in a Miami Heat uniform within the next four or five days. The WNBA, game two, MVP Elena Deladon left the game. Shocking. Left the game with back spasms. Excuse me. All right. And. You know, as a result, it put the Washington Mystic in a real strong pickle, man. They really need Elena Deladon on that floor if they're going to win the WNBA championship. Well, right now, like all of these uh, injuries are, you know, uh, especially when it's a superstar like Elena Deladon, it's very hush-hush. We don't know whether she's going to be able to play in the game three. We don't know the extent of the back spasms. Or if it's bigger than the back spasm. We just know that Elena Deladon is needed very much for the Washington Mystics to hoist that WNBA trophy. And she walked off in the second quarter and never to return. And so a lot of it's hush-hush. Like Coach Luke said, they keep it hush-hush, not only in the WNBA, but the NBA. And it really, athletically, most injuries until you have a complete diagnosis of what's going on. But right now they're just saying Elena Deladon had some severe back spasms and she had to leave the game. And so that really hurt the Washington Mystics going down the line. And that series is 1-1 right now. And, you know, even if Elena Deladon was on the court, I don't believe you could say that the Washington Mystics would have won the game. All right? But they would have had a whole lot better chance of winning the game with Elena Donaldon as opposed to without her. Well, once again, tap in, people. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. All right. 
Last season's MVP sets the record straight. Last season's MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, man. Bad, bad man, man. He can really ball, baby. You know, I'd love to see Giannis get a little little um, 15-footer consistently. You know, I know he shoots that three, and sometimes he gets hot. He, surpri- <laughs> he surprises me sometimes, and he gets hot. So he really wants to be a three-point shooter. But I really also believe if he moves in and get that 15-footer a little bit more uh, uh, consistent, it'll help his three-point shot. Well, you know, that's just the coach and Coach Luke saying that. But getting, we're kind of getting off because Giannis Antetokounmpo set the record straight. He had an interview at Media Day, all right? And words kind of got switched around from Giannis because of the simple fact uh, a lot of people are now saying Giannis Antetokounmpo said he only played 60% of his ability and won the most valuable player. Well, Giannis corrected that last night in a, in a long interview with um, Stephen Smith. He said, listen, I never said that. What I said was, I haven't reached my full potential as a basketball player. And of course, there's always room for improvement when you're a basketball player. Everybody can improve. And so what Giannis was basically saying, and like he stated last night, when the question was asked, if you haven't reached your full potential and you won the MVP, where do you think your ceiling of talent is basically at right now? And so Giannis replied, I would say 60% out of 100. He did not say it took him 60% of his ability to win the most valuable player. Giannis would never do that. He's a class act, and he's not going to frown upon his constituents. His constituents are the rest of the league, all of the NBA. All of these guys are professionals. So Giannis would never win the most valuable player and then say, hey, it only took 60% of my ability to do such. No, 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 no. The question was asked, where is his ceiling as far as his talent is concerned? And he he answered it with a very, very, um, you know, honest answer. Out of 100, he says his game is probably at 60 right now. He did not say it only took 60% of his game to win the MVP. So, you know, a lot of people like to change words around in interviews and things like that. And that's maybe why they should come to All Things Basketball Podcast and let us interview them because we're going to give it to you raw. We're going to give it to you straight. But back with that bad, bad man, Giannis Antetokounmpo out of Milwaukee, he set the record straight. He did not say it only took 60% uh, of his ability to win the MVP. All right. We got that AAU profile, baby. That AAU profile, man. Coming out of that AAU profile out of New Jersey. Eatontown, New Jersey, man. Scotty Lewis. Out of Eatontown, New Jersey. Scotty Lewis. 6'5 shooting guard. All right. His um AAU team, or his AAU outfit, as they like to call it, Overview 5-star. All right, he's a five-star recruit. He's already committed to the University of Florida. All right, Scotty Lewis is a phenomenal player, man. 
He's an excellent baller, man. And you got to really watch him at the University of Florida this upcoming season. He is phenomenal, man. All right? And he comes out of Rainy, uh, Rainy High School. Rainy High School in Eatontown, New Jersey. And so Scotty Lewis is our AAU profile for this Wednesday's show. 6'5 shooting guard. And, of course, like I said, his AAU team, overview, five-star. All right. All right. Tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. It really is for you. Let's go. All right. Harding's running three-pointer. Well, two nights ago, uh, the preseason started for the Houston Rockets. They played uh, the Shanghai Sharks. Yao Ming's professional team from China. He always brings his team over, and as you know, Yao Ming is legendary in the Houston Rockets uniform. He's also legendary in the Shanghai Shark uniform. He has, uh, as of five years ago, purchased the Shanghai Sharks. So he's the owner of the Shanghai Sharks. But we're kind of getting off because James Harding is, is practicing and working on a running three-pointer, somewhat uh, jumping sideways towards the um, the hash mark and shooting. It really looks funny. I saw it in, on the news. I saw it on um, a couple of sports outlets. It really looks funny. But James Harden said he's perfected this shot. So we'll probably see him take this shot in the league this year. I don't think it's going to be effective just looking at the shot, all right? And you don't give yourself a position to grab any type of rebound or follow-up. Follow I mean, as a coach, I, I really, if you're going to shoot the ball, I never complain about shooting the ball. I never say, oh, man, that was a bad shot. That was a good shot. I love it when players shoot the basketball and stay ultra-aggressive. Excuse me. But one one thing that I do want, if you shoot the ball, I need you to be able to follow your shot. And this shot that I'm watching James Harden take, there's no way he can follow that shot. All right? Now, he might have enough confidence in this shot where he feels he doesn't need to follow it, but there's not a shot in America, as far as basketball is concerned, that you shouldn't follow. You shouldn't follow up on. And so I don't really like the shot, and I'm pretty sure uh, if you watch the NBA, you will see James Harding take this shot. All right, now I'm going to tell you, if he makes two, three, or he makes this shot consistently, hey, there's no problem. A lot of people looked at Kareem Skyhook and said, well, what is he doing? Until he started shooting it for 75 to 85% for his career. And so... I'm not frowning on the shot. It just doesn't. It's very unorthodox looking. And again, the coach in me says, I don't care how many times you shoot, what kind of shots you take. But I need you to follow the shot. And I feel jumping sideways, James Harden will not be able to follow this shot. 
But hey, he says he's perfected the shot, and so we'll see this upcoming season. Well, we've reached that point in the show, people, that we always reach. Okay? We've reached that point in the show. If you want your ads to your company to be on All Things Basketball Podcast or you want to be a sponsor on All Things Basketball Podcast, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram and leave a message. And if you go to my Facebook feed, hit me up at All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button and leave your information. If you want to be a sponsor on the show, All Things Basketball Podcast, or you want to add to your company to be on our show, these are the things that you must do. Thank you very, very much. Coming out of that Philly building, baby, Joel Embiid. You know, everybody said, hey, Joel Embiid is always out of shape when he comes to camp. Well, guess what? Joel Embiid came in 25 pounds lighter for this training camp. And I tell you, is he's got he's got hunger in his eyes, people. Joel Embiid has got some real hunger in his eyes. And I tell you also, He's stating, listen, all right, we're the front runner, all right? We are the front runner, and we're going to continue to stay the front runner in the Eastern Conference. And he really believes that his Philadelphia 76ers will hoist that trophy at the end of April going into May. I'm telling you. So he really believes, or actually it'll be in June, the beginning of June. I'm sorry. The beginning of June, he really feels his team the 76ers will be playing in the beginning of June and just enough time to hoist the NBA championship. And hey, the Sixers are thick. They're very thick and they're very deep. They've got a long, long team, wiry team, and they have a deep team. All right? And you know my main man, Tobias Harris, is over there. L.I., you got to pull. Phenomenal player, man. All right? Joel Embiid. Ben Simmons has acquired a jumper, man. And so you better watch them. You better keep an eye on the Philadelphia 76ers. I actually think they are the number one team in the East, all right? But you can't rule out Boston. You can't rule out the defending champions, Toronto Raptors. They're still going to be sniffing around there somewhere. They still have a lot, a lot of talent in that Toronto building. But I do believe that the Philadelphia 76ers are the front runner in the Eastern Conference. And that's what Joel Embiid has stated. Listen, we're the front runner and we're going to continue to be the front runner from now throughout the season. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing because like Coach Luke said, Joel Embiid came in 25 pounds lighter. And so you're going to have to watch those Sixers, man. You're going to have to watch those sixes. They also got Al Horford. They also got Al Horford, and he's happy to be playing the power forward position, the position he played in Atlanta when he came into the league. The sixes are deep, man. The Philadelphia 76ers are deep, and they mean business. All right. Okay, we got our WNBA recap, man. The finals. The finals, the WNBA recap. And we kind of touched on a little bit of it earlier in the show. But um, game two was last night. All right. The Connecticut Sun, 99. The Washington Mystic, 87. Now, the game was a little bit tighter than that, people. 
The game was a little bit tighter than that. But then, like I said, Coach Luke said, Elena Deladon left the game in the second quarter. It really, really hurt the Washington Mystic. They really needed the MVP of the league on the floor to have a chance. But the game was very, very close. So don't be surprised at the score being 99-87. It was a four- three-point game all the way through, even without Elena Deladon, even without the MVP of the league on the floor. Because the Washington Mystics are very, very deep, man. All right? They need Elena Deladon to win the championship, I really believe, but they're a very deep team. And so we don't know what's going to happen with the MVP of the league, Elena Deladon, for game three. But I tell you what, the series is 1-1, going back to Connecticut for the next two games. And then the, and the, and the, um, the score was the Connecticut Sun, 99, and the Washington Mystic, 87. All right, tap in, baby. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hey, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. Anthony Davis, prime for MVP season. Well, as you know, Anthony Davis is one of the top five players in the game, baby. And I'm going to tell you, now that he's in the building with that bad man, LeBron James, okay, and they have a nucleus over there, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo, all right? They got a wonderful, wonderful team, man, all right? Kyle Kuzman, they have a wonderful team. But what we're talking about is Anthony Davis. There has never been this much talent around AD. AD is going to perform at a high, high level, okay? And so one of the things a lot of people believe he's the front runner for most valuable player this year because the wins will be there, the victories, the playoffs, all of that will be at AD's disposal when it comes time for voting. Now, the highest he's ever been voted in the MVP voting is number three. The highest AD has ever been voted, like Coach Luke said, is number three in the MVP ballots. But this year seems like it's going to be a breakout year. I've never seen him smile as much as he's been smiling this summer. Okay, and I tell you, when you're happy, you perform much better. And I don't care what you do. When you are a happy camper, your performance hikes up tenfold. And I think that's what we're going to see out of Anthony Davis this season. And the potential of winning it all really makes you excited for him and the rest of his teammates, all right? And so he has a shot of winning it all and playing with the best player in the world, meaning LeBron James. And so that's going to be a wonderful, wonderful thing. But everybody feels that Anthony Davis is primed for MVP season and that he will win, he will win, excuse me, the MVP. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing, man. All right? LeBron James sticking to that L.A. area. LeBron James at point. What do I feel about LeBron James at point? LeBron can play any position he wants, baby. But 
here's the thing as a coach, what I really feel. He's going to have to worry about too many other players. And I really think his scoring is going to take a hit early on until he gets the groove of running the point guard position. I don't believe he should play point, but hey, he's older and he is the best facilitator on the team. So it's not a stretch that they want him to play point guard and he will play point guard. I just think it's too much worrying about other players, worrying about other players getting involved. I like to see LeBron get involved himself. If the game's on the line, I want LeBron to score. I don't always want him to look for an open man. And so in my eyes, I don't think the point guard position is the best place for LeBron. But again, I'm not the Los Angeles Lakers coach or the coaching staff. So <laughs> so I can't speak on it in in the in the way that don't play him at point guard, but I do have a strong opinion. And like I said, I am a coach and a pretty darn good one. And so I feel like his position is not the point guard position. I don't think you can get the best out of LeBron at the point position. Anywhere else, anywhere else, you'll get the best out of him. But if he has to worry about giving the ball to everybody on the team, I think his overall game will take a hit. I really believe his overall game will take a hit. But again, that's where he's going to start. LeBron James will start at the, the point guard position for the purple and gold, the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, all right, people. Hey, man, episode 61. It was a wonderful episode. All right. Again, I'd like to thank all of my listeners, all everybody that downloads, shares, likes. I love all you guys, man. I'm going to tell you, you've been on this journey with Coach Luke since last May, and you haven't budged. And I'm proud of you because, hey, it's rough, but we're going to keep on transcending up here at All Things Basketball Podcast. I'd like to thank my staff, my All Things Basketball Podcast staff, I got the best staff in the media game, man. The best staff in the media game. All right. I'll see you guys Monday, 7 sharp, okay? Monday evening, 7 sharp for episode 62. Good night. God bless.